Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Progressive Outlook. I'm your host, Dave, and uh, thank you for listening to another episode. We're going to be talking about the midterms that's going down. Today's date's November 12th of 2022, Saturday. The uh, midterm elections was on the 8th of Tuesday. Everyone got their votes in and everything, but, you know, no surprise, they're still counting them to this day. We actually have a a runoff, so there's going to be another election in a state for December 6th. It's just so crazy what's going on here. We have the Republican Party in scrambles right now, um, just fighting each other on what to do next and who to choose for a House Speaker, if they even win the House. It looks like they might. Um, at the same time, they're fighting over about should they still listen and follow down Trump or go with their own direction outside of him. Because honestly, with Trump, they lost the House, the Senate and the White House. He's not been he's been a losing chip for them. <laughs> Every time they bet on Trump, they lose. And then, yeah, we have these battleground states that are still being counted to this day. I would give you guys numbers. I might throw numbers at you, but keep in mind, nothing is accurate. Things are still changing. Um, There's some people that looks like they're in a lead. You'll wake up in the morning and see, oh man, they're they're not in a lead at all. They're actually, (laughs) they're losing. The other people are gaining now. So everything's susceptible to change, but we do know that it's really, really going to be a tight, tight 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 race for the house and the senate all the congress it's not a clean sweep even though the republicans thought it was that but um yeah let's get started um it's gonna be kind of a lengthy episode to discuss here because yeah it's it's hard to follow congress even if just a little bit half when it comes down to elections because so many seats so many seats of them but um we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to go for this. Now, for starters, of course, the United States elections always go to the same party. But since there's such a small margin and just a tie coming into this with 50-50 of uh, Republicans and Democrats, we know that the margin for a change is going to be very, very small, which comes down to the battle- battleground states that you generally hear about, especially during presidential elections. They'll swing left to right. Um, Me coming from Illinois, for example, isn't a battleground state. No matter what, this state's going to be blue. It's going to be a wild change for us to elect um, a senator that's red. We had had a governor that was Republican, and uh, he he didn't do too well. But keep in mind, even I'm not going to sit there and say even our Democratic governors are great out here, too. This <laughs> the corrupted machine of Illinois and Chicago. It, it runs deep. It runs strong. But out here, um, with people we have, Duckworth, um, I'm about to say uh, J.B. Pritzker, and the other senator, Richard Durbin, Dick Durbin. Like, things are on a steady track with that. And I can even go on about the representatives, so many representatives out here. It's really so hard to go with that. But like, you know, for example, there's Kelly. Um, Let's see. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bobby Rush, he stepped down. He's not going back 
Uh, he actually stepped down. His seat was up in the air. Jesse Jackson Jr.'s son, other son, I believe, Jonathan Jackson. And then there's Robin Kelly. She won again. She's in my dis. I'm in her district, actually. Then there's Sean Caster. There's some gerrymandering going on, too. But mostly blue, especially when it comes down to reps and senators. But that's Illinois. Like, I was just using that for an example of a steady state. So let's talk about these toss-ups coming up. We have Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Pennsylvania is a shoo-in by now. Uh, that's 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 set and done. But and that's only talking about you know the Senate right there. You know, I would like to see how that would go about with um, the House out there. I don't know if that's been settled out there just yet. I believe so, but I'm not too sure. But it might be a seat here or there. But we'll go into this together, right? So for starters, let's talk about uh, the Senate race in Arizona. So we have Mark Kelly, the former NASA astronaut who got into uh, politics. He is the husband of another politician. I believe she was a senator as well. Um... I'm trying to think of... Oh, that's right. Gabby Giffords. She was... She survived an assassination attempt, actually, back in 2011. I remember when that went down and everything. It was crazy as heck. And I think that's actually what encouraged Mark Kelly to go in office. Staunch, anti-Trump. He supports abortion through all the stages of pregnancy of it. He's pro-choice. He actually endorsed uh, Planned Parenthood. He supports climate and he supports uh, climate action and anti-guns, of course, and he believes in gun control. I would say he's very, very spoken for gun control. I mean, his wife was had to go through surgery. I believe it was brain surgery for the shot to her head. It was crazy. Supports health care and um, supports immigration as well. So basically, kind of on the board there. I, I'm not going to go to too much on Mark Kelly there. However, he's running against um, the racist in Arizona, Blake Masters. And I don't mean that in the slightest way possible exaggeration. Blake Masters actually blames the shootings in a violentist country on cities, and specifically Chicago and New York, as if, yeah, the shooting in Arizona. As if, what, was that a guy from Chicago? And he's pointed specifically at black people, at my people, saying, like, yeah, you know, we should look at all the, the gang violence and all the violence of those cities, especially the black population. Some 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 garbage like that. Now, no surprise that the racist was actually endorsed by the racist Donald Trump. So, yeah. But what's looking over there? 51.8 Mark Kelly. Blake Masters is really trailing 46.1. And it looks like Mark Kelly has this in the bag, uh, Arizona. So there's one right there. And then, of course, we could talk about Raf Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker. Oh, my God. It's an embarrassment that it got this far. It's an embarrassment that they have to do a runoff in December 6th. The fact that Herschel Walker... But you know what? Here's the deal. Um, where to begin about this? So first off, 
the Republican machine chose Herschel Walker, um, a black man in Georgia, history of football records and everything, Heisman winner, four touchdowns in a game. Um, he has a really extensive NFL career, but doing that also, he's suffered from CTE. He's actually been spoken about suffering brain damage and about other people having brain damage and how they should be treated for things. Now, should this be a person in the on Capitol Hill passing laws and making decisions representing his people in the state of Georgia to, towards the federal government? I don't think so about someone who's been openly about his brain damage and everything. Now, I'm not saying not everyone in the White House, anyone in the Senate, House of Republicans is anyone up there isn't ailing in some sort of mental illness. So I'm not saying that. Um, but for sure, if you got CTE, if you want to run for office, then get your people. Get your people to help you out and tell you, no, it's not a good idea for you. Because you know what? Just because there's other people up there, especially who are suffering dementia, doesn't mean that we need more politicians suffering brain damage. And Herschel Walker is a good example of that. The man's not just does he say crazy things, not even realize what he's saying. He's uh, like how he talks about how he's a cop or he was deputized, especially by the FBI or something like that. Like... They have to go to Quantico for things like that to be trained to be an FBI agent. But no, oh no, I got a badge. He actually showed up at a debate with a prop toy badge saying it's a real badge for him to be a cop or be an FBI agent. Stop whoever you can. Not just that, if you're an FBI agent, that does not give you supreme uh, ultimate power to do whatever you do. You're not, you're not one of the judges from the Judge Dredd story in Mega City 1. You, not judge, jury, execution, or anything like that. Which, one of the stories he talked about, he said he pulled over a guy. He was willing to shoot this man. And he saw that he had a sign that, like a Jesus fish on his car. Or that said, I love Jesus. He's like, oh, and then I realized he was a good believer. I let it go. I was like, what? <laughs> You're willing to shoot a guy, you know, from someone who you pulled over? And what powers do you have for that? And this is a guy running for office? What a maniac. It, let alone, I didn't get started about the several abortions that he's actually had with his extramarital affairs and paid these women off to have these abortions. But, of course, he's, I'm anti-choice. I'm anti-choice. Oh, no abortions at all. Another chump endorsed by Trump. Um, it's embarrassing that Georgia just wants someone up there just because there's an R next to their name to that point. Um, and... That now they're doing a runoff because neither reached 50%. Warnock got close 49.4 as of right now, but I don't think they're even counting anymore. I think right now they're just getting ready for December 6th. Well, that's going to be an interesting um, debate now. They ha yeah, they're having another debate leading up to this one. One thing, one last thing about Walker that helped him get the votes that he got, the 48.5 votes that helped out Walker. It was because uh, the governor, Kemp. See, a lot of people went out there just to vote for the governor anyway. You, you vote, of course, they have all these people to vote for aside from what you're gunning for. Like, let's say I want to vote for Tammy Duckworth. I'm voting for the representative also. Voting for uh, the governor, J.B. Pritzker, as well. I have other votes to handle in my district and in my state. 
his name's just addition to that because a lot of people came out to vote for Kemp. So now he's doing an election. He's going to take part in a runoff. That's only his name under. So we'll see exactly how many true supporters we have. We know how many supporters Warnock actually has for sure. He doesn't need another name on the ballot for him to get up there. Like Warnock, he has that support he needs. So let, let, let's see if Herschel Walker can really get to it. I doubt it. I really do. Strongly in bones. Strongly in my bones. I don't usually say definite things like that. But seriously, it's it was still insane. <laughs> it truly is. Um, Nevada. Whoa, what a toss up that's been. Um, I, I keep. I don't know how to pronounce his name entirely. Adam Laxalt. Laxalt, I believe it is. Um, he's going against uh, Catherine Cortez Mestor. She's the incumbent in Nevada, and the difference between them is just point one, forty-eight point five to 48.4 and it's just lot in, in, you know what majority of the votes have been reported 94.7 been reported these are right now i'm referencing information from the guardian sometimes i'll be referencing from yahoo news also i was looking at real politics but they are not updating their thing at all too but just for that point one it's really really close about what's going to happen in nevada they it, it might go to either or see how that goes with it unfortunately i don't have too much information on alan laxalt i don't focus on too many senators uh, especially if they're not in my state because you know handling things out of my own state out here too but or if they're very controversial people such as walker um when it comes down to that arizona is really familiar with that anyway for Catherine cortez maestro um i i have been following a little bit of her career pretty straightforward uh democrat um she um supported the affordable care act or i should say she believes it shouldn't be repealed um she thinks that it's imperfect and wants to um option i believe or maybe co-sponsor um more more stability to the healthcare industry or healthcare market which makes sense i'll be honest with you aca is good but it's not perfect i actually believe we should just go just entirely just free healthcare for everybody make it entirely a public institution it should be open just like how public the fire department is and the police and everything like you know i have a fire here i call the fire department i'm not expecting to pay a bill but you know, if an emergency happens over here, you have to call the ambulance. I have that in the back of my head. This is going to cost something, which it shouldn't. It should be a service for the government. Um, also for Catherine, um, she she supports gun control. NRA really actually hates her. I, I don't know exactly specifically why the NRA um, specifically hates her, but they do. Um, like they, I remember they had so many attack ads and everything on her, um, back, back uh, a few years ago, I believe it was, yeah, when she was running in office first time. And also, um, she, uh, responded to the Vegas shooting. A lot of these people, when it comes down to gun violence, especially Democrats have now been either tied personally to it, or they're in states, 
every single, almost every single state had a mass shooting, and that's swaying people's opinion because you actually see what the current country is straying into. They're like, this is dangerous, gotta change. And yes, it's gun control that has to affect it. So, yeah, um, let's go a little bit with that. Um, she's pro uh, climate change and, you know, um, she supports green jobs and clean energy. So basically, uh, a good bill over there with that. Um, now, I'm not saying every single Democrat is, hey, you know, five stars for him and everything, but... Basically, nothing too controversial or crazy with that. Next up was uh, another battleground state, but this was resolved. John Fetterman versus Mehmet Oz. I'm sure you guys heard about this one. Dr. Oz running for office in Pennsylvania, even though I don't think he even lives in Pennsylvania. He was in, I think he's settled in New Jersey, but he was running for office in Pennsylvania. So... That's actually one of the things Fetterman was attacking him on. I could go on for days, but yeah, Oz was another Trump pick, actually. Um, and he lost. Yeah, he's, it, this one's done. It's been called for. It's Fetterman. It's, it's happening right there. So it's not even like a close margin, such as uh, Nevada, when it's down to like a point one, And it's not like almost done, like... Arizona with Mark Kelly who's in the lead by like almost four or five five points ahead so there was that and lastly the other battleground state we're looking at is Wisconsin I believe that was called for as well uh, very very close so by a point five of Ron Johnson going against Mandela Barnes it's usually harder to go against incumbents over here um, but um yeah, yeah, Ron Johnson won that one. Yeah, yeah, not not really, not really the best of that guy, but not too much of a surprise. I don't know if he was endorsed by Trump. I don't believe it was. I could be wrong. But, oh yes, he was. Yeah. So yeah, you know, he's got to be a sack of crap somewhere. With Trump, thinks you're pretty good. Yeah, that's all I'll say right there about all that. So, oh yeah, here we go. Yes. Um, he promotes French theories about COVID-19 and spread of misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Can't tell that sarcasm. But anyway, that's the people we have up there. Um, mostly those battles for the Senate. So as I'm looking right now on the Guardians, 49-49, like I said, these numbers are not definite. So it's have to change. Of course, they do want a majority of 51 to 49, not another uh, tie of 50-50. So, but of course, it could go almost anywhere with these guys. I would say since it's 49-49, that's counting Arizona, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. There's two left to take it to 51, which is Georgia and Nevada. And we'll know all this for sure when it comes down to December 6th with the runoff. So most likely Georgia is going to have to save our butts again like they did last time. Um, the, House or, the House is um, another toss-up. It's mostly Democrat, but there's um, close margins. Even in the House, um, a good example is Colorado, 
Colorado's 8th district, which is 98% reported, but uh, Yadira Caravo is at 48.4 against Barbara Kirkmeyer, 47.7. Now, the thing is, the House reported right now is mostly Republicans, 211 to 199. Now, there were predictions that they were going to lose the House to the Republicans before this happened. The question was, would it be a large enough margin margin for the Republicans actually to do something, um, to actually, why is they do something, actually try to pass something as idiotic as like an impeachment to um, President Biden about anything he's doing. So, but honestly, how they're fighting right now over a House Speaker, I they're going to have such a smallest margin. I don't think they'll be able to get anything done. Um, especially when Donald Trump um, arises and causes more havoc for him. Right now, they're actually trying to tell him not to announce anything regarding a re-election until after the runoff because he may affect that. You know, like, for example, people just hear, oh my gosh, it's confirmed he is actually running again. And I'm going to elections to vote for Warnock. I'm making sure the people I know around me are going to vote for Warnock, too. So that's in that case of it. I would say also when it comes down to the representatives of the 199 Democrats versus 211 um, Republicans, like, man, well, we, this happened over the summer, but yeah, Sarah Palin has no chance. Like, Mary Pelotola, uh, who's um, a indigenous first person in Alaska, won. But that was over the summer, actually. And you know what? The thing is, the thing about, the thing about Alaska with that was that Sarah Palin, another Republican, Nick uh, Begich, I believe it was Begich, they were running against each other to run against uh mary and they literally split the ticket and just gave her like all the votes that she needed for it but yeah this the closest margins i would say for um the house is oh man yeah the house wins arizona fourth eight hours ago i was gonna say about it would be around arizona for sure it's crazy with how this is going down like seriously uh in you know west virginia there's some action over there too but uh i would say specifically it's arizona again uh some colorado hasn't been finished counting uh california as well in oregon and there's the washington third district 70 percent was reported so yeah that's um barry Glusskamp perez 50.9 50.9 percent uh, Democrat versus Joe Kent, 49.1. So here's the deal about Arizona, especially when it comes down to the House. I'm going to leave this up to the governors, but just a good start is when you're in the Arizona runner for office, the last thing you want to do is still crap on John McCain. John McCain may he may be a polarizing figure um, or he just may be looked back as if he was the, the Cato 
of the Arizona Republicans, or just Republicans in general. When I mentioned Cato is in ancient history in Rome. Cato was like the, the embodiment of the um, Roman Republic. And he was so against Julius Caesar, so against dictators. And if they're going to be there, they have to step down and be killed. It's Republic for life. Now, I'm not saying that's what McCain was. McCain was just into outside of the Tea Party. Because that's what the Republican is today, the Tea Party. He was outside the Tea Party. Yeah, he still believed in what I think is irrational ideals, such as starting war with Iran. But it wasn't to the point that he would send death threats to his opponent or just start misinformation campaigns to try to win the election or anything like that. He actually had a little bit of class and it kind of feel weird saying this about John McCain, <laughs> but that's how bad Trump is. What I'm saying about Arizona is that John McCain still has that legacy over there. And if you're running for office, especially for House Senate and governor, if you start going on saying like, if you're endorsed by Trump, okay, you're endorsed by Trump, but you don't start crapping on John McCain which is what the governor, Carrie Lake, did. Carrie Lake, I don't know her background. I think she's just a Karen who decided to run for office. I could be wrong, but I get Karen vibes. But she lost it. She's losing uh, 59.7 to 49.3. The governorship can still change out there anyway. But yeah, um, this was supposed to be a sweep for Carrie Lake anyway. But um I feel like she sabotaged that, especially with her going full Trump out there, anti-McCain. If yeah, McCain's not even alive, why do you guys guys get, why do you guys start talking about it? That's like when Trump got elected and everything. He, st he still was talking about Hillary Clinton. Like, dude, you're not even running against her. Even when he's going against Biden, he's still invoking Hillary Clinton. Like, seriously, move on. But anyway, there's that governorship. Um... That's really a tight one right there. Alaska hasn't been fully counted, but that's 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 done anyway. Um, Mike DeLevy, uh, the Republican out there, fifty-two point one to twenty-three percent. Like seriously, like he won that one. Like that's that's not even a, a toss-up. <laughs> so I think the governors are mostly done there. But here's the deal: I was expecting a little bit more Democratic governors considering Roe versus Wade. And then if you look at some of the states that elected their governors, um, that's all I can say. It's the red states, you know, going for it. Um, now, I was reading something about people trying to flip Texas. Flip Texas. Texas has always been trying to be flipped blue. Um, here's, here's, here's how it works, all right? Okay, so this is how this is how you flip Texas or attempt for it, okay? Because I'm in Illinois. Illinois on the map is a blue state. We elect mostly Democratic governors. We have Democratic senators. Most of our uh, representatives are Democratic. But realistically, Illinois is red. It's red as hell over here. It really is like. Outside of Chicago, the further you go west or downstate, it's gonna look a lot like Alabama or Mississippi to you. I like do a do a road trip from 
Chicago to Springfield down to Cairo, Texas. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And the thing is, it's blue because Chicago is that strong of a city. It's a large population and everything. And it's strong of an influence that this red state actually turns blue all the time. And there's actually <laughs> there's actually people out here, representatives who now this is state elections, state Illinois representatives and senates that are trying to turn Cook County into its own state. The Cook County is a county that Chicago is in. So Chicago will become its own state, so to speak, with Cook County, because say it'll be maybe Cook, Illinois, and then you have well no, just be Cook. That's it. But yeah, just have Cook and then you have Illinois surrounding it so they would be able to wreck uh, i mean elect uh their red president their red governors and representatives in illinois would have they really wouldn't split this state just because of that but honestly that's how it happens in a lot of these places like it's most like look at michigan for example uh detroit and uh detroit and michigan really turned things around with their strong influence on uh, politics um wisconsin does that as well um shoot john lewis's meant the there's proteges were elected in the runoff a couple of years ago um when it was uh warnock and uh joseph ossoff that was it's been a while since they elected democratic senators but that's because of a city like atlanta so how do you do this with texas texas has what like dallas san antonio houston austin just those four for sure. You want to go to major cities and drum up as much support as you can those major cities to come out. Now, Texas has a lot of rural land, and that's mostly where all the reds are. This is general politics. Everyone knows that, you know, rural areas, mostly red, cities are blue. But thing is, like, when you run in Texas, you want to first experiment by electing and promoting representatives. Get those representatives going get their influence going, especially you want to go work on universities, uh, major cities, and you want to try to get the influence of, I would say, the Latino votes. There's a lot of Latino people in Texas anyway, but them, get the people of color as well. I mean, there are people of color too, but try to get African-Americans as well and try to get as many other people that are misrepresented in Texas to vote for you. So I don't know how the turnout is in Texas with that, but I know it's not those cities are not as strong as Chicago is when it comes down to turning things around when it comes down to the vote. But I mean, that's general politics right there. Like it's easy, easy to say like, yeah, rural areas are vote for rural areas, cities vote for, the city areas, you know, like they, they mostly goes blue in city, mostly red in rural spots. And not just that, but that's where the fear migraine comes from. Uh, look at the fear migraine Trump says all the time. Fox News, Breitbart and all that. Like literally have a section called like black crime um, because they act like going to a major city, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago. is just crime ridden, full of violence and everything it's, as if it's the Wild West out here. Mm, not so much, but that's what they want to do. They want to scare people in suburban and rural areas to stay there and just be terrified and just vote for them. You know, fear, fear, fear rules sometimes. And that's what they want to roll with. Now, 
we're talking about how things are coming about. One thing, too, is also Donald Trump and his picks and how he's thinking he's being kingmaker here. But really, he's failing at this to the point that the Republican Party is actually looking at themselves again because they do this quite a few times when it comes down to Trump and ask themselves, should we really be backing this guy? They did it the first time when he was running for office, going against all their other Republicans. They were pushing against them. And remember, Jeb Bush was the thing. And the Trump humiliated Jeb Bush and defeated him. And it got to the point that Trump was even saying, if he loses his nomination, he'll run independent. And they were terrified of that. And eventually they backed him, got him who he is. All right. So now we have a, we have a, I was going to say spineless twit. Yeah, we'll go with a spineless twit in office. House, Senate, Republican, they did whatever they want, which is literally nothing. If you look at it, like, what did they pass? Just a tax, tax bill. That's literally it. <laughs> because that's what they want to do. They want to make sure that there is no change. That's really it, you know? But, you know, honestly, with them in power, there probably will be a change, you know? They'll, now they'll go crazy with a Roe versus Wade decision and try to write it. A constitution right a, a federal law in that that n no woman could get in an abortion in this in the country united states so i wouldn't be surprised if they tried to do something like that i mean let's understand they played the long game like that um all this time ever since i would say the 70s up to this summer it's been the long game of putting in the right people in the supreme court and everything just to get make sure this uh roe versus way is overturned so let's look at it like trump and he endorsed like what like 15 folks seven of them actually elected eight of them failed and some of those eights are in toss-ups that's failed like remember oz he he was endorsed he failed blake masters the racist i was talking about he failed ron johnson he actually got elected it may be a racist too i wouldn't be surprised Herschel Walker, the CTE football player idiot, he's going to a runoff. <laughs> um, he endorsed Ohio senators and North Carolina senators, but that was kind of a shoo-in. You know, that, that was already leaning Republican anyway. So now when it came, comes down to the House of Representatives, which kind of surprised me. Um he didn't endorse Laura, Laura Boebert and she's like a hardcore Trumper you know she's one of those crazy Trump lunatics who landed into office and I believe he yeah, he didn't endorse her so but you know I'm sure she's living without that even if she gets reelected it's looking pretty close for that that's one that's really been swinging left and right uh, even so I don't think she's gonna lose her lose her mind on that or anything but no, the people that he did endorse, um, he endorsed about seven that's leaning Republican in the House. Only four got elected. Toss-up. He endorsed three in the toss-up. They lost. I mean, he's just, yeah, he's just losing these guys, you know? Now... The stuff that I was watching specifically was the Georgia race, you know, Oz, because Federman, I like Federman. I like Federman for years, honestly. Um, I liked his look. 
I was I was actually surprised he was a Democrat. Um, I believe he first started as a lieutenant governor and in, uh, in Pennsylvania. I forgot exactly, but yeah, I believe he was lieutenant governor when I first saw him. And you know, he just wears crew shirts <laughs> and just bald head, just has a goatee, and he's just talking politics. I'm like. Whoa, he's a tire different look from someone at the time, you know, you would look over and see someone like Obama, you know, <laughs> he's not the suit and tie type of guy. And I like that he um, resonates with the common person. And now that Fetterman is in office, he's a senator. So, yeah, I, I was really down for it. When I found out he was going against freaking Dr. Oz, I was surprised that Dr. Oz was even oh geez yeah yeah that was enough right there anyway yeah fetterman fan been following him for years and everything so it's good to see him actually going to be in the senate now um kelly masters i wasn't following it too much but too familiar with kelly there you know keep an eye on him i would say um i actually do I'm running into some technical difficulties here, so if there's some weird edits, that's because this computer um, is sort of like shutting down and resetting itself, so just trying to keep things on track with these recordings here. But um, yeah, Kelly Masters, uh, yeah, Kelly Masters in Arizona, Kelly versus Masters, Blake Masters, and uh, just see how that goes, like. Like I said, I was familiar with uh, I was familiar with Mark Kelly a little bit just from him being in NASA and his wife. And honestly, I do feel like there should be more, not say scientists, but people who have an understanding with the world should be in office a little bit more, you know? Because I would say, oh yeah, we should have more scientists. I mean, technically, Dr. Oz, you know, I believe he's a surgeon. You know, Frank Carson, dude, who was one of the, was, he's, I don't know if he went back to brain surgery, but yeah, one of the greatest brain surgeons, but, oh, Jesus Christ, you know, um, so it does, your profession shouldn't define who you are or why you should run, you know, because I know there's a lot of progressives who say, oh, we should have more scientists in office, and that'll, that'll really turn things around when it comes down to climate change, I totally see where you're coming from. At the same time, just because someone's a scientist doesn't mean that they are for science. It might not make sense, but look at some of the people that we've been highlighting, you know. Um, we have surgeons here who actually questioned COVID vaccines or COVID itself, you know. Um, Trump popularized that stuff, you know, when he was questioning it. He actually says a Democratic hoax. You know, I will say this, though. You know, when him acting up like that, got a lot of his supporters sick from COVID. Um, just about two years ago, it was mostly black people who were uh, susceptible to the virus. Not susceptible to the virus. The virus is affecting black communities a lot more. And now it's really turned around. And it's affecting a lot of white communities. But that's because... Um, those areas are people who refuse to get vaccinated just on a political standpoint where the black communities, it wasn't really, um, 
being skittish of the vaccine or anything like that. It was mostly um, just poor health care in those communities and the health system of those communities. And those cracks are showing. Um, so, yeah, that's where it goes. Uh, it's interesting seeing how the uh, Republicans are literally fighting each other fighting each other right now on who should be house speaker because they feel like even mccarthy came to hold up to it i'll say this the right things are going here with this election that's supposed to be a big red wave and these guys are barely breaking even and just fighting for a tie in the house and the senate at this rate these guys are going to join the january 6th committee and start talking about uh fraudulent votes at this rate like seriously this is going to yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's insane. It's crazy, I tell you. But, um, yeah, just taking a look at the midterms and seeing how this unfolds. Um, like I said, all this will be, everything will be settled for sure on December 6th when Georgia goes into the runoff. Georgia, stop doing runoffs. Just just do what's right and just keep supporting Raphael Warnock and Ozoff. Like, seriously? Those two guys, they have a great head on their shoulders. <laughs> I mean, come on. John Lewis's legacy for crying out loud. <laughs> but, yeah, how about that? What a turnaround of it. Like, what looked, first looked like it was going to be a blue wave in the summer. Looked like it was going to be, you know, what people were predicting was going to be, oh, man, looks like they're going to get the Senate and the House. If they would get the Senate, they will get the House, though. It's going to be crazy. They could they're barely getting the house now like i'm not gonna say that they won't because everything is still a toss-up but it's not gonna be a sweep of like 230 representatives republican representatives in the office you know it probably looks like it'll be right up to 218 just the majority that you need so and if they do get it um they're not gonna be able to pass as many as many bills and impeachments as they would like because they have a very small margin to do anything with it so yeah uh keep your eyes peeled on georgia i would say it was georgia arizona well, arizona it's settled georgia nevada and just those two with that and when it comes down to the representatives like i would still say the same thing there too uh like i mentioned there was a little bit in oregon a little bit in california colorado as well so it's crazy man yeah so we'll see how things turn about uh that's it for this episode for now uh just tracking of following the midterms i'll be coming back here again to record soon about future topics honestly i do want to go over the foreign policy of uh the president of joe biden um not too crazy i haven't i wasn't crazy about his foreign policy back when he was running was it disappointed um i wish i was disappointed that he would have a good foreign policy but really it's just been trash trash to the point that uh, he's been getting played by other countries so i mean yeah that, that's what happens when you don't really focus too much on it or just don't really have a guidance on foreign policy. You know, it's interesting that Obama 
had a better foreign policy than that. And yeah, and Trump destroyed a lot of the relations we had with other countries and made things so strange with other ones. So yeah, well, you guys enjoy your weekend. Um, have a hope everyone's enjoying their uh, three day weekend. If it's three day weekend, if not, we're just enjoy your weekend in general. Some movies are out if you're down for that. Get some barbecuing done if you want to do that too. So be safe and uh, look out for your mental health. I'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. By the way, if you enjoy what you're hearing, go ahead, like, subscribe, follow, do whatever what you do for all your podcasts, and uh, keep up keep update on future episodes dropping. Thank you. Take care.